Hey everyone, it's Simon here. Welcome to our podcast for this week. Hope you're doing well wherever and whenever you are. Uh, if you are new or visiting, make sure you check out our website, everyonechurch.com.au, our Facebook, our Instagram, uh, and come and visit us in person. You know, like this podcast, it's not a substitute, it's a supplement. It's there to kind of help with people who couldn't make it on a Sunday, but there is nothing like being in the room. One of my favorite quotes I heard recently was, the wine is where the grapes are. If you want to experience godly community and what it means to be in the Lord's presence together and journeying together, you got to be there. You got to be there. We've been talking about hearing God's voice lately, and I'm believing that this year is a year our church will become more attuned to the voice of Jesus in our lives. You know, if we're going to grow in our faith, grow in our relationship with the Lord, with Jesus, grow in our thinking, feeling, and deciding like Jesus, it will require intentional listening for the voice of God. Like, do you want to grow? Do you want to know more of God? I ask that because not everyone does. So let's just be honest. If everyone wanted to grow, we'd have seats full every Sunday. We'd have our Bibles open all the time. But let's just be honest. Not all of us have a strong desire to grow, and we need to work on that. And to start the journey of spiritual growth requires a commitment to listen and do what Jesus said. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like the wise man who built his house on the rock. Notice it doesn't say everyone who hears these words and posts about them online. No, it's about doing the doing in the seen and the unseen. In fact, this word do here is the Greek word poieo. I'm not a Greek scholar, so I don't know exactly how to say it, but what it means is to build or to make or to prepare something, right? And you see, the words of Jesus are for working. They are for doing something in your life. They are for becoming someone. And that someone is Jesus, becoming like him. It says in Hebrews 4 that the word of God is is living and active, meaning it is for action. It is, is for function, right? In James chapter 1, verse 22 to 24, it says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. There's no option there, right? It says, otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. You know, many people say, oh, yeah, I, I believe I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus, but they don't do what Jesus says. So it's like they're looking in the mirror and go, yeah, I'm a Christian. And then they walk away and they forget who they actually are. Who you are is built on who you're obeying. Hear me today, right? So now we will get into the doing stuff throughout this year, absolutely. But we need to start with hearing because it is actually in the hearing that we are in we aren't just listening and hearing, we're actually imparted with faith to get to the doing, okay? If we just focus on doing, 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 we will fail because we can't be Christ-like and live out His mission in in our lives on our own. We need to hear. We need an impartation of His Word in our lives. It's like my my daughter, Anna, who is moving more and more now. She's 
a couple months behind me because she had this these hip braces on and it's just super annoying. But she's moving. She's so cute. And but she gets frustrated. And she starts moving. It's like it's like her mind wants to go further than her body is figuring out. And when she gets frustrated. Uh, mom or dad, we say, hey, come on, Anna, let's go, let's go. And you can see in that encouragement, in those words that she hears from her parents, her energy lifts, right? And this is what hearing God is like. It builds your faith. It builds your belief energy. Jesus says in John 10, 27, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Notice there's an action that takes place after the listening. It says they follow me doesn't say, hey, they just listen and sit there. No, that they follow me. Jesus has a voice, and that is to be heard. Jesus has things he wants to say to you, words that will comfort, correct, and direct you, sustain you, give you life, words that will build your faith. Just like creation is being animated and sustained by his word, right? Let there be light. Since those words were spoken, creation has been expanding and sustained by the very word of God, well, hey, listen, you you as a new creation are to be sustained and animated by the word of God, by his word. So last week we talked about lowering the noise and committing to times of contemplation and silent prayer, to have statio moments in your day, uh, which is a lovely Latin word for station. It does sound like a cologne, statio by David Beckham. Now, today I want to talk about some more Latin words as we learn to hear from God uh, and be reminded of what it means to hear from Him. I want to talk about hearing from God in our Bible and hearing from the Word of God in times of reading our Word. Next week, I will expand on other ways that God speaks to us, but I want to start here because I believe it's the safest place to start because not only is God speaking but he's also spoken. <laughs> he has spoken in his word. So sometimes, you know, it's particularly in Pentecostal traditions, we're chasing the new thing, the new thing. Hey, before you start chasing the new thing, don't be scared of the orthodox thing, the thing that is, has been there and stood the test of time, God's word, okay? Uh, we aren't just here to get all mystic and freaky about hearing God. When we don't have God's word as a grounding, we can become susceptible to mistaking our desires for God's voice. Oh, God told me to not be part of a church. Well, really? Would Jesus tell you to do something that is contradictory to what he's already said? Come on now. Like, look, it's written for a reason. So this is a wise starting point. It's like a plumb line. You know, when a builder builds a wall, they have a plumb line that shows you this is, is the wall they're building straight. Okay, and we need to make sure whatever the, the the voice that we hear in our heart or in our in our thought life or throughout through our circumstances does it line up with God's word? Okay, so it's important to start in God's word. I want to talk about a couple more Latin words today. We're getting all Latin. Here we go. Uh, we're, I want to talk about lexio divina. Now you may have heard of this before, you may not have, but Lexio Divina literally means divine reading. And it's a practical step-by-step way in which we read our Bible and allow God to speak to us. Lexio Divina was developed as early as like 330 AD. So we're talking like thousands of years, okay? And I think it's a great, safe way to immerse yourself in your Bible reading. Now, some of us who read our Bible daily uh, might already be doing some of these things, but and this is just an encouragement to lean in even more. When we read the Bible, we aren't just obtaining information 
about God and life. No, we're actually entering a world of revelation and a world that is so much bigger than our world. It's the world of God. The word of God is the world of God, right? And revelation is, is re- the biblical definition of revelation is God making himself known to you. Okay, in Luke chapter ten, Jesus is speaking with an expert of religious law who asks him. Uh, in Luke ten twenty five, says well, he asks him, "Teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life?" It's a great, important question. I think everybody has that question, really, deep down in their in their soul. And Jesus replies by saying, "What does the law of Moses say? How do you read it?" How do you read it? Other translations say, what is your reading of it? I love that question. How we read is very, very, very important. So when we really engage with the Bible in a deep spiritual way, there is an exchange that happens between God and you, an impartation and an application in your life, right? Uh, And this is... Uh, where we aren't just reading the Bible, but the Bible is is reading us. Now, we aren't just reading the Bible to like gain b- bonus points with God and gain favor with Him. No, we already have His grace and favor because we're Christians, because we've been born again, because of our faith in Jesus. He makes us right with God. But we're reading our Bible and immersing ourselves in it because we need God <laughs> and we want to change. I want to know more of God. There is so much of me that still needs to change. And little by little, right? I heard a quote recently that says, Jesus may be in your heart, but grandpa is in your bones. There's so much of us that is inherited and formed in us by the world around us, by our upbringing. So we need to be reformed into the ways of Jesus. Okay? I wish it all just happened in a moment. Lots of things do happen in a moment, but many things happen little by little. So, Lexio Divina, divine reading. It has four practical movements. And they are Lexio, Meditatio, Oratio, and Contemplatio, which I'm sounding very, I might as well be sipping a latte as I'm saying these things, right? So let's quickly go over each of these and then apply it. Now, the key point on this is Lexio Divina is about taking things slow. It's about reading God's Word slowly and having space to contemplate, having space to meditate on what you're reading and think about what you're reading. Like, how do you eat your dinner? Do you eat fast or slow? I, I, I can eat pretty fast sometimes. Uh, but when you know when it's something really good, like like uh, recently I was out for dinner and I had a wood fired sirloin. Oh man, I ate that thing so slow. I took in every moment. Or when I'm eating a nice wood fired margarita from Enzo's, nice and slow, little by little, right? So Lexio Divina is about that. Divine reading is about taking things slow. So movement number one, the first thing you want to do is Lexio, which which means read. It's the Latin word for read. This is where we read. We read a portion of scripture. Not too much, not too little. We read a a, a chunk of scripture and read it slowly. Don't rush. Read. And for some of us, this is a big step just to actually be reading God's word, right? Well, remember, the wine is where the grapes are. You've got to be in it to receive from it right? Read. Lexio. That's the first movement, okay? Imagine, I just imagine someone doing like yoga and they have different movements. Well, the first movement here in Lexio Divina is to read. Lexio. The second movement is meditatio, which means meditate and reflect. 
And this is where we think on what we've just read. We take some time to really think, to stop, to ponder, to think again, to observe. Do any words or phrases stick out to you in what you've just read? Is God trying to highlight something to you? Apply your mind to what you've just read. Think of the context. Think of the scenario. Put yourself in the scenario. What, what would you do there? How would you feel, right? These aren't bad things to, to feel our way through Scripture. That's okay, right? Listen, do, do you ever just read and forget what you've read? That happens to me all the time. Well, we read Lexio and then we think on it. Meditatio. We we take time to think. Okay, we're talking about divine reading. We're talking about not just casual, forgetful, tick the box reading. No, we're talking about immersing ourselves in God's word for a moment in order to encounter him and hear from him. So Lexio, which is read, meditatio, which is meditate and reflect. The third movement is oratio. I don't the little roll there. And that means to respond. Oratio actually means to orate, to speak, okay, to address and respond to God's word. This could be reading it out loud. This is like taking things to the next level, right? This could be journaling. This could be praying through the scriptures that you've just read. The aim is to respond, to get it out of you, right? To uh, to take what you've read, take what you've reflected, and Get it out. Put it somewhere. Put it. We, we gave out journals earlier in the year in our church. If you don't have a journal, I encourage you to get one. Maybe start a, a new notes folder in your phone or something. Get Take time to oratio, to respond, to orate, to get the, the what you've just read and reflected on out and put it somewhere. You know, I, I don't know if you've ever had this before, but you know, you're reading the Psalms and and you're reading and you're like, this is fantastic. You know, bless the Lord, oh my soul. And and there's it takes things to another level when you actually start using the Psalms as like prayer, you know, saying or when we read the Lord's Prayer. It's one thing to read the Lord's Prayer, our Father in heaven, and, and reflect on it and think about it and think about the, the the steps in the Lord's Prayer. It's another thing to actually start praying it. To actually start making it part of your response, right? Your oratio. So the the three movements so far are read, reflect, and respond. Lectio, meditatio, and oratio. I feel like I should be sipping a cappuccino here. But the fourth and final movement is contemplatio, which means contemplation, resting on it, taking time to just contemplate on the first three steps, to be still and wait on the Lord, to enjoy His presence, to listen for His voice, to rest in what you've just read. I think a more modern translation to these Latin words would for these four steps would be to read, reflect, respond, and rest. You know, all of us, we're in such a hurried life. It comes back to some of the things we talked about last week. We're hurrying. We're moving on to the next thing. We're moving on to the next thing. Our lives would be so much enriched by just resting for a moment in God's presence and allowing His Word to really take residence in your heart, to, to let the Word of God read you for a moment. Don't you just read it. Let it read you. Take a time. Say tem- take some time. Take a time. Take a time. I'm saying so many Latin words. I'm getting all mixed up here. Take some time 
to allow God's word to read you. Take time to contemplate. Another great model for um, Bible reading is soaps. I'm not sure if you've heard it. It's on our Faith Essentials video on our website about um, reading the Bible, but it's scripture, observation, application, and prayer. You read a scripture, you observe it, you apply it to your life, maybe apply it to your journaling, and you pray through it. That's another great one. But I, I, I just love the, the Latin tinge, you know. Lexio, read. Meditatio, reflect. Oratio, respond. And contemplatio, rest in that. Okay, I'm not going to speak any more Latin. Taking time to just bask in it. Don't rush. Take time to hear his voice. Amen. Like for, for me, in my personal Bible reading, I, for the last five or six years, have done the 30-day shred in January. So in January, I go through my whole Bible, uh, largely listening to it, you know, when I'm out walking around, when I'm doing, looking after kids, we've got small kids at home. So I, I read a lot in January. But then the other months, I read a lot less. I take it a very much slower, and I walk through these type of movements of, of reflection and contemplation, all these types of things, right? So let's apply this. I want to show you an example of something that I read in the book of Matthew recently and, and what the Lord spoke to me about in my personal walk with the Lord. Now, maybe... As we read through this, the Lord might speak to you as well. That would be amazing. Let's take time to read, reflect, respond, and rest. So let's read from Matthew chapter 14, a beautiful story, verse 24 to 31. It says, Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land. They're in a boat at the moment. For a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. Verse 25, Around three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. Verse 26, when the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. Cue the Ghostbusters music, right? Verse 27, but Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him and said, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified, and he began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? A beautiful recount, a beautiful story. And as I was reading, I read this, I reflected. I responded, I, I, I had a moment of rest in thinking about this, in contemplation. The words that really st stuck out to me as I was reading this was when uh, Peter says to the Lord in verse 28, he says, Lord, if it's really you, if it's really you, I, it's like those words jumped out on the page to me. Now, I love this statement because it shows a little bit of skepticism in Peter, which, uh, you know, if you were out on a boat in a storm and you saw someone walking on water, you'd probably be like, is that really, am I really seeing this? Is this something I ate or something? But Jesus isn't intimidated by Peter's question. No, Peter's heart, his, his heart was all in, but he wanted to know it was Jesus. And as I was reading and, and meditating, and sitting in God's presence, thinking about this, I sense the Lord's voice in my heart asking me, if you know it's me speaking to you, will you step out of the boat? That was the, the, the question that the Lord 
asked me in my heart. If you really know it's my voice, Simon, would you step out? And my answer in, in, in this time of prayer was, yes, Lord. If it's you, if it's you saying to do something, I will do it. In fact, I began to pray and respond. I, I, I prayed things like, Lord, Maria and I have stepped out in church planning because we knew it was your voice calling us. I said, Lord, we've stepped out in our missions faith commitment this year and the years before because we knew it was you calling us. So my heart says, Lord, if it's you calling me out of the boat, I will say yes, yes. And then in my time of contemplation, I read through those verses again. Something else stuck to, stuck out to me. I noticed how Peter stepped out of the boat and he started to sink, right? He took his eyes off Jesus. It says that when he saw the wind and the waves, he started to sink. And I love that it says Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. And then I sensed the Lord encouraged me and says, Simon, even if you falter, even if you take your eyes off me, I am here. I'm here. You know, often we take our eyes off Jesus. You know, we 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 start the journey, right? We say the, we sense the Lord say, "Hey, follow me. Hey, get involved. Hey, step out here. Hey, share your faith." We 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 hear the voice of the Lord and we say, "Yeah, okay." But then we take our eyes off him, right? And we and we start to drown in our circumstances, drown in our 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 trials and what's around us. But Jesus, remember, hey, this is not, if I was Jesus, I would have pushed Peter under. <laughs> I would have been like, hey, you fool, you're walking on water. What are you doing? But that's not what Jesus is like, right? He, he grabbed him. He rescued him. Come on. Do you hear his voice today calling you out? For some of you listening to this podcast, you're hearing his voice saying, walk with me, read your word with me. Come on, step out of your boat of distraction and worry and come to me. Be close with me, right? Let's do it. Let's respond. If it's his voice, let's respond. Okay? Now that, for me personally, was just a time in God's presence, reading his word, hearing his voice. And it has sustained me for weeks. In fact, as I've been doing stuff my day to day, I've sensed the Lord remind me in my heart, hey, it's me calling you here. Would you, would you step out? And I'm saying, yes, Lord, if it's you. That's been like part of the rhythm of my prayer and walk with the Lord the last number of weeks is I've been saying to the Lord, if it's you, Lord, I will, I will go. I'll step out. Absolutely. Now, how different would our day-to-day lives be if we had encounters with Jesus like that in his word more often? If we were to hear his words and encouraging us and sustaining us. For some of you, you haven't heard God speak to you like that or, or been encouraged in that way in months, maybe even years, maybe never before. Come on, hearing God, this is very, very important. I want to encourage you to take some time regularly to engage in Lexio Divina, divine reading. Reading slowly, reflecting, responding, and resting in what you've read. Amen? Amen. Well, I hope this has helped you in some practical way and encouraged you to step out of the boat, as it were. Come on, let's get into His Word and let's hear from God. Have a great, great week.